Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekend Rental Podcast, episode number one, where we discuss games, movies, and just whatever else comes to mind. I am Ryan, and uh, joining me we have... We have Andy over here. Justin over here. All right, that is the trio. We are we are the Weekend Rental Podcast. Um, how's everybody doing? Anybody do anything fun over the weekend? Yeah, well... Something that people would say is fun, but when you actually go do it, it's a little bit different. We went camping in a tent in 40-degree weather with three small children. That does not sound great. I did the same thing, but in a camper, and that was still terrible. Yeah, it's one of those things where you leave Friday night, you get there, it's like, it's practically dark when you're setting up the tent, and by Sunday, you're leaving in the morning, so, like, why do you even camp when you could just go out there Saturday, you know? Right. Well, to be fair, though, it's not like you could have anticipated that in the middle of frickin' summer you were going to have, like, a 40-degree day. Right, yeah. But no, now we're just dealing with a family full of colds, so it's great. Oh, nice. How about you guys? Oh, we did camping. Similar situation. We borrowed our parents' a camper, though, and we thought, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. No tent this time. Everything's going to be set up. We're going to drive out there. The camper was already on the site. My dad was awesome and set that up. Got out there, and, um, you know, my daughter just cried pretty much the entire weekend, and I don't think my son spoke anything other than wine for, like, 36 hours we were there. Um, so it was hell. It was, it was great. Family memories. Those scars last a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I guess I pretty much just played video games. I tried watching uh, Game of Thrones again, but that failed, so I'm done with that. You fall asleep? Yep. I think I tried watching the first episode four times before I finally got through it. The second episode, it was like four times as well. And I, I'm just giving up. Yeah, the thing with Game of Thrones is they kind of like dump you in without telling you who's who and what's going on, really. Yeah. So it takes like almost the whole season before you like actually be like, oh yeah, I know that guy now. I actually know that guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> and then just they kinda, die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, that's like one of those shows that I want to get into, but there's just so many seasons now that I think I'm just going to wait until it's officially done. And then I'm not like trying to do the whole catch up to catch the last season thing that I've done with so many shows. Yeah. Well, then the nice thing about HBO shows are like a season is only like 10 or 15 episodes, you know? That's true. And I suppose being it's HBO, there's plenty of nudity because that's kind of their thing. Yep, pretty much. Is that like season what now? Oh boy, it's got to be seven, maybe? Yeah, I would say seven or eight coming up. And did, have they like set an end date, or are they just still renewing it season by season? Uh, the the season after this one, I think, is the last one. Okay. So if I just wait it out two more years, it might be doable. Yep. Just think of how many great naps you could get, Justin, if you continue to try and watch this show. <laughs> I know. I even tried it during the middle of the day. No. <laughs> With a Red Bull in your hand and still the <laughs> Yeah, when I watched, uh, what was it, The Hobbit, I tried watching it twice before, and then finally I just drank two monsters before watching it, made it through. That's one that I couldn't get through. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. No. When you take, like, a children's book that's, like, 180 pages and try to make it into nine hours worth of movie, that's just gonna fail. Yep, talk about, talk about jumping into a movie and not knowing anybody's name. Start out with like a hundred different hobbits and all these guys, right? You can't even really keep track of who they are, and they're just talking to each other for 
three hours. Well, yeah, and then, like, you know, in The Hobbit, obviously, there were... I mean, the a big focal point of The Hobbit was, like, all the folklore and the songs and stuff that happened. But I'm sorry, that, like, whole, like, singing bit after the meal was just one of the worst, like, sections of a movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It was just... It didn't fit in. It, it still, at that point, made no sense, because you had no idea what the hell was going on. I really wanted to like those movies. I think the thing they did good was they brought you back to Middle Earth, but that's not much of an accomplishment. Yeah, for sure. Gotta wonder what, where the, like the Lord of the Rings kind of franchise even sits anymore. Yeah. Hopefully they just respect it and leave it alone, but I'm sure somebody's going to decide that we have to have some other story. I mean, there's plenty of Tolkien fiction, I guess, you could dive into. Give it another five years. That'd be Right. They'll have another trilogy of something. They found a recording that, that would even had like extra deleted scenes. Because those definitely need more. I mean, those extended versions weren't long enough. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Now it's got five and a half hours for the Fellowship. Enjoy. <laughs> what you guys been playing lately? Oh, Rocket League. Uh, doing Rocket League pretty much, you know, like always. Added the drop shot game mode, so that's a lot of fun. Yeah, drop shot is kind of amazing. It kind of reinvigorated the game for me. You know, I got a little burnt out on the traditional game modes, but with that and going back and forth between uh, um, what's the one with the random power ups? Oh, um, brawl or something like that. I can't remember what the name is, but going back and forth between those two different game modes, it's back to as much fun as it used to be. Yeah, but if they can fix the latency issue um, with that update then it'll be perfect drop shot has quite a bit lagging yeah. and latency issues there so like i never mastered the controls of rocket league and that's probably the reason i never got really into it now that it's coming to switch i'm kind of thinking hey that might be the platform to try it out on what do you guys think about that to me that pretty much solidified the fact that i'll be getting a switch just the idea of having one of my favorite games of all time on the go um, and then being able to do split screen on it with somebody else i think is great uh, and I think the fact that they're doing cross-play with everyone but Sony, who thinks they're too special, um, is kind of amazing for Nintendo. I will say, though, that, like the greatest part of Rocket League is voice chat and being able to play with your friends. And that's going to be completely lost on the Switch. So I'm not sure what how that's going to sit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We have the squid attachment. I'll get, um, you know, the eight foot of wires I need, the squid, my phone, and um, a headset, my switch, and it'll totally work out. Yep. Never mind the fact that they're incorporating a device into that setup that already allows you to talk to people with voice chat. But, <laughs> you know, oversight. You can't, you can't nail it all, Nintendo. It's not the Nintendo experience, though, if you do it that way. <laughs> it has to be as convoluted as possible. Yep. They probably have a nice little jingle inside of it or something, though, too. So. I'm surprised they don't have you hook up to, like, a IBM desktop from 1998, and then it translates voice to MIDI files and sends <laughs> it back and forth, to be honest. Well, I've been trying to get through Persona. That's still my cross I'm bearing, and who knows if I'll finish it this year. <laughs> How many hours are you into that? I've seen you on PlayStation Network a lot in there. Yeah, I'm probably about 65 hours into it now. I think a lot of people are saying it's, you know, about 100 hours if you want to do most of it. Okay, yeah, that's what I'd heard from a couple of people too. Yeah, and I've been doing, um, I guess in addition to 
Rocket League, um, quite a bit of Overwatch again, getting back into that. They had the new map and a couple new adjustments for characters, and they introduced the low-gravity mode playlist, which is like every map with lower gravity, uh, which I think is an absolute blast. I know Justin didn't share my love of that new game mode, but... Makes me feel like we're playing Halo or something. Yeah, and I, you know, I was thinking about that after we like argued about it, and I do really like Halo, and you're right. It feels like a Halo 2 sort of multiplayer arena. Uh, just with the floaty physics. It's not as bad as Halo. Like, I can actually play hey it. Now. I don't get sick. But oh, okay. <laughs> but it's, it's still, it's rough. Yeah. I just kind of like that it makes you completely rethink how you use a character. It's kind of kind of interesting that way. No, it, um, it does. It makes characters that, like you said before, aren't normally viable in a lot of game modes. Actually good in this game mode. Yeah. I don't think Junkrat's any good, but oh. I can see him being pretty good in this one. Yeah, I did so good with Junkrat. I just, I would, um, at least in the maps that were open, like I would just get outside and I would throw the mine down and blast myself up like eight stories. And you're above everybody and I'm just like raining those bombs down. It was kind of nuts. I've never felt more badass playing one of the weakest characters in the game. <laughs> I would assume, too, by the time... uh you start floating down enough, you're, you're uh, whatever explosive oh, yeah. thing is, is ready again, so you can just pretty much stay in the air the entire time. Yep, it's ready to go. The only, the only downside I noticed, I went after a Mercy um, and May combo, and I threw the mine at him, which normally would have like split them apart in a normal game mode, but all I did was shoot both of them together. <laughs> like He's about like, four stories up, and then they were still tethered because Mercy's still flying. Right. So it actually probably just helped them get to the objective instead of stopping them like I had planned. But. I think that was my biggest issue because I was playing as Lucio for quite a bit of it. So normally Lucio, you can knock people off ledges. Not on this one because they just fly and float back. Yeah, that's true. Although you could probably get a pretty epic like ledge shot if you got lucky enough to time it where you could throw somebody way out there and they'd just be stuck in limbo waiting to fall and die. Right. That and his uh, special move, too, where he gives you the more health or more armor or whatever it is. It takes forever because he jumps up in the air and then comes down back to the ground to slam it down. Oh, yeah, you float so all the way back down. <laughs> <laughs> like any day now, it's coming. Yep. Gonna get you. I think it's really cool that like Overwatch adds all these different modes to kind of offset, like you said, like the characters change depending on the mode like that. So then it kind of like resets the meta, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, it's it's pretty cool that they're still going this strong with it. Although, I mean, the install base on it is insane, so no wonder. I think it definitely helps with keeping people interested that normally would kind of fade away because the professional scene and stuff, the uh, ranked play is nearly impossible to play because yeah. everybody is, just destroys you. And ranked started out so fun, and it just completely became hell. Yeah, having the different like mini games and stuff definitely brings different enjoyment. Plus, you you pretty much have to play your class at that point too, and then that that's definitely not the type of game that I want to play. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's where if you get a group of like at least three to four, it's it's pretty enjoyable, and you can usually work out a strategy. But yeah, as a Somebody jumping into a random game, man, you can get 
some real idiots. Yeah. Anything else you guys been playing? I got the Seven Days to Die released the console update for some of the new. I guess PCs had them for a while, but like the drawbridge and different gore blocks for the zombies. So it's kind of the drawbridge is in there now. Yep. Oh, we need to tweak our base. You're, you're gonna be angry though. Why? You're gonna be angry because we have to start a new map. Shut up. No, to to get the drawbridge, you have to start a new map. What? We built the wall <laughs> with the anticipation of the drawbridge. I know. Oh my god. But it should be like the last update to make you have to restart from what it sounds like. Well, I'm not so, doing it. I like am. we built an epic base. No, screw that. You're the one with the game save. You if you I toiled on that freaking fortress. If you freaking switch maps, I'm oh my god. No. We'll keep the save. We'll keep no, the save. can't do that. That was hours. We're talking weeks of mind-numbingly crushing rocks. I know, but now you get get the process, so now you can easily go back and redo it, right? No. No. (laughs) No, I don't need a drawbridge that bad. We're good. I can live. Is it an early access game? Yeah. Yeah. An early access game with a physical release. Makes sense. Sure. Well, at least they're not... I mean, that's kind of a whole wipe, but some of those early access games, if they want to add something, they wipe everybody's account sometimes too so that's what arc did for a while there they would wipe everything because you play on their servers so you'd be playing and then they'd announce wipe coming in two days clean the servers and you'd start over at least this allows you to have your own arc i guess allowed you to have your own server too if you had two consoles i can't believe that so (laughs) there's a lot of updates that are going through that you don't need to restart for, but I'm going to at least create a new one. We'll keep the old one as well, because that base is amazing. Yeah, that's not even a question that we'd keep the old one, but I don't want I have no desire to start over. None. That just seems kind of lazy. I mean, you really can't figure out how to, you know, import an asset like that. Especially because it's not that major. Like, it's a new block. Basically, our door. Like, I don't know. I'm glad that they're still updating and supporting it. With it being a early release game, I don't want them to <laughs> just stop adding new items. There's so much more that if they could, you know, add electricity, which they are adding lamps or, or lights or something that you can actually so do. You can actually light up your. Well, that's cool. So if they actually add like electricity where you could run wires or something, and just power, and they have generators or what whatever, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Oh, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can bring myself to start a new one. But we'll <laughs> I was just going to start one and not tell you. Yeah, you should probably start one and get it prepped because I don't want to have to start the foundation work again. <laughs> when you decide to select a spot Mount. floating in the open ocean. No, this is where we're going to build the base. What base? There's, this is water. What are we doing? No, no, it's going to be fine. We're going to level it all out. Three weeks later, we have a freaking pad to set something on. That was fun. <laughs> At least we have a tunnel under the lake on our old game. For what purpose now, though? Because we're not going to play on it. So it was well, you need 20 drawbridges to get out to it, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, well, God. <laughs> Screw that. The drawbridge would have worked perfect, though, over that... Kill pit? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was disappointed when I seen that it wasn't going in. 
I didn't think they would. I was not sure that they would actually patch that into the console version at all. So the fact that they're doing it, I guess, is good. They're adding a jail door too, which is kind of nice for if we ever do like a kill pit on the new one. Get in there and clear out bodies. Yeah. Nice. So what's up with Diablo? They did a new expansion that came out. Was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was yesterday. The Necromancer? Yeah, I think PC's had it for like a month now. Or two months now. But console, it came out yesterday. It's like 15 bucks or something. Have yet to dive into that. It's it's just new characters, correct? There's no new campaign. It, it sounds like it's a new character. Um, new gear set, I suppose, for the new character. And then I'm sure there's new bosses and whatnot in like the endgame riffs. But yeah, I I don't know for sure. That would make sense. You suppose they're just doing this to bridge the gap and like keep it relevant until they announce the next Diablo main game in the franchise? Because they've kind of teased at that, have they not? At this point, I guess you would assume that there's going to be another one, but I haven't necessarily heard anything. I guess, but I would assume it's you know to keep interest because it's still a pretty big game. But yeah, weren't they putting Diablo two into Diablo four? Yes. Or three? They, yes, they did that. And I wonder if that isn't part of this update. Maybe that is it. I heard that that wasn't a great addition, though, from people who played it on PC. Sure. So they're kind of like, yeah, this is exactly how Diablo 2 felt, but I don't really want to play that game in this game. It's kind of the some of the feedback I'd heard. But yeah, actually, now that you bring that up, I wonder if that isn't part of what's in this package. Just love the sheer amount of destruction on screen. With that game. It's like... That game's like crack. Like, never has just holding down an attack button been more fun. <laughs> it's just like a feast for your eyes. Just blood and guts and explosions. It's great. And more of it is always good. I wish it was... It would have been nice if they were generous with it and rolled it out for free. Being there. So nice at doing that with um, Overwatch. But it is what it is. $15 for an update isn't bad. They never did that, though, with uh, the other one, either. can't think of what the current version is called. Souls. Yeah, Reaper yeah. Souls. <clears throat> that was just a repackaging. Could you even buy Reaper of Souls without the first... I don't think you could buy it as an add-on, right? It was always just the bundled new game. Yeah, I think it was just the new game, because we originally what, played it on 360. 360, yep. And then we switched over to Xbox One imported our characters and then started all over on ps4 i believe on pc you had to buy them separately but yeah well it seems like there's no reason to bundle things like that anymore i mean at this point with consoles everything i mean so many people are buying digitally anyway you know why bother just yeah and they finally did this time you know you can buy it separately or you can buy it as a package yeah they have it on sale right now until what the fifth or something like 35 bucks on playstation to get the entire game plus this yeah. add-on. Yep, it is a good deal. So that's, that's a pretty good deal for. I have it on disc, so I might actually just do that because then I don't have to swap discs. Because digital's the way to go. Ooh. <laughs> the collector side of me hates that. The lazy side <laughs> of me agrees with you. <laughs> it's an internal struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kicking my own ass. <laughs> so you, uh,. You went and saw the Wonder Womans, huh, Andy? Yes, I did. This is a while ago now, I suppose. Yeah, it was probably a couple weeks ago now. Was that opening weekend? 
Uh, yeah, it would be the. It wasn't the weekend, but it was that opening week. Uh, my wife's a pretty big fan of Wonder Woman. I'm not a big fan of DC movies. Uh, until now, I guess. Seems like they're kind of going in the right direction here. Finally, after uh, those horrible Superman and Batman movies. Uh, Wonder Woman is kind of got a silly origin story that they kind of have to put on a, on a movie screen like that, but I think they made it work. Um, you guys have any interest in Wonder Woman? <laughs> uh, you know, no, I guess, but I've also heard that it's probably <laughs> one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Um, so, I mean, it interests me enough that I'll, I'm definitely going to watch it. I've, I've heard nothing but great things about the movie. They do a lot of cool, like, slow-motion action and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's cool once, but if they tried to do that again, I don't think it would work. I might attempt to watch it when it's free. So, meaning Netflix? <laughs> yep. You do pay for Netflix, so you realize. Oh, yeah, I know, but <laughs> that's kind of a built-in monthly. <laughs> that is true. It's like oxygen. You don't, yeah, you don't realize you pay it. Right. Yeah. No, I, 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 I mean, is this, like, a little... Long movie, a couple and a half hours, or yeah, I would say it's, a, it's probably a couple hours. It's maybe a little longer than it needs to be. A lot of it's kind of like the joke where it's like, "Oh, I'm a fish out of water," you know. I'm not supposed to be in this world. And things are weird. Because she's from like an Amazonian tribe. Is that yeah. the whole setup to this? Is that origin story from the comics? Yeah. Is that where she? Okay, so that is right. Yeah, it's basically like a land that is hidden. I guess I don't know. <laughs> On Earth, though? Yeah. Or, like, some altered dimension. Yep. So she doesn't have her invisible airship. Right. From, like, the uh, 70s. No, she doesn't have that. I was hoping they they would show the invisible one, but they... No luck so far. That's the sequel. That'll come out. (laughs) Yep. I've also been watching The the Wire on HBO. That's, like, a... Everybody says it's a must-watch TV show, but it's from mm, the early 2000s now. So it's kind of funny how it, well it holds up, except like the main basis is like they're wiretapping things. So it's always like pagers and like big old CRT <laughs> monitors for computers and stuff like that. So, I'm going to go tap this payphone. It, it is exactly. It's a lot of payphones. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good show otherwise. But I've... if you showed like somebody younger, they'd be like, what is going on? How does this even work? Is this on Netflix? No, it's on HBO. Oh, HBO. Okay, you have like HBO Go, I suppose. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, the concept of of a pager now would blow somebody's mind. I think. Yeah, how times have changed. Yep. What have you guys been watching? Uh, we just did the uh, Lego Batman movie. Picked that up off of uh, Redbox one afternoon. I was. I don't know what I think about that. I think it was entertaining and visually enjoyable, but man, that was kind of like all over the place yeah i will say it it's like an assault like it just never yes. slows down it's just like constantly in your face the whole time i think honestly my favorite part and some of the funniest was the first like two minutes when it's just batman talking over the opening credits <laughs> yeah like every every dramatic movie starts with the black screen <laughs> it's just so weird to see a motion picture where that's like the intro Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was it was pretty good. There's a lot of good like uh Batman references in there that are pretty funny. Yeah. 
I will say that like climatic battle at the end where he's like, we're going to hit people in the face so hard that words are going to spontaneously <laughs> like appear. Like that was the perfect homage to the campy Adam West Batman. Yep, exactly. Stuff. It was good. I, I, I think I did like it better than the actual Lego movie. It was a little more cohesive than that one. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm sure my kids are going to make me pick it up for them, and I'll see it 800 more times and have a different opinion by then. Well, you know, there's going to be... They're going to keep making Lego movies until we die now. Yeah, it'll be like the video game side. Yeah, it's amazing. Especially on the game side, I feel like there's like four a year now. Some of them are pretty decent, though, too. Lego games. They're pretty good. It's like something you throw in and can have fun with for a couple hours, and you don't have to think about it too much yeah so as far as uh news we were on the other side of e3 what are uh some thoughts you guys had announcements takeaways new news anything catch your eye well for me i guess the biggest thing i'm most excited about is state of decay 2 no i don't remember if you actually liked the first one or not but i can't say that i actually played it did you andy no i never got around to it to me like the gameplay was great in it. it. I was just missing the multiplayer, which is what they added now, and then a bigger map too. So it's, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know. Is this like a drop-in, figure out how to survive type game? Yep. You basically you're put in, you know, you go try to find other survivors, zombies coming at you, um, build up your, your camp, I guess. Try to get as many people, at least in the first one. You'd try to get as many people in your camp as you could. And then you'd have to, once you got above a certain number of people that lived there, you had to get a bigger place to live. These like NPC characters? Yep. And then you could swap out and actually control them when you're, because they went off tired. So like if somebody was tired, you could swap out and control somebody that's not tired and let the other person rest. So you get a little bit of like resource management and like strategy elements in there along with your survival? Yep. You have to have food. Um, and you have to have building materials to build upgrade stuff. Um, you have cars. I don't I don't remember if you have to actually have gas or anything, but there's quite a bit to it that made it a lot more interesting. And, and the biggest thing is, if that would have had multiplayer, that probably would have been the only game I played for a long time. So now when you say multiplayer, do you mean like PvP or PvE is going to be? You know, I, I don't know if... You're going to be able to actually attack the people that are with you, but it's going to be like four-player co-op. It would be cool if you could take out like other groups or take on, you know, and competing for resources. Right. Yeah, you get the four of them. Each have your own base and <laughs> go and raid each other. I'll have to keep an eye on that one. And that's all consoles? PC, PS4, Xbox? No, it's just the Xbox. Switch. Oh, just the Xbox. Yep. It's a console exclusive? I'm pretty sure it's exclusive to Xbox only. It might be on the PC share what Microsoft does, but well, and they have another big exclusive that they announced at E3. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and I I have to assume this is timed exclusivity, right? I mean, I can't see that this wouldn't end up on PS4 at some point, but either way, that's a big catch for them, I think, right now. I heard somewhere. I don't remember what site it was but it was supposed to be a timed exclusive yeah yeah and, and it would almost have to be because sony isn't going to pass up on getting money out of that <laughs> no and they're not going to pass up the opportunity to sell more copies 
especially with how much publicity this game's getting already. Yeah, and I think the big the big difference is Xbox allows the early access games where PlayStation doesn't, so that probably has a big reason why it's going on to Xbox first, is because it's still early access as well. They don't have as uh, strict of requirements, I suppose. Right, they have like a game preview. I think that's what they call their program. Yep, that's that's how Arc was for quite a while. I'm sure it still is, probably. I don't know, but the game preview section, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I I don't know. I don't. I hate turning on my Xbox One, but that might be a game that I pick up. I don't know what it is about the game. It just looks like a lot of fun. I don't generally even get into let's plays, but I will just throw on a, a let's play of player unknown's battleground for like two hours and just fall asleep to it like three nights a week i don't know what it is about the game i just it just looks cool for sure and especially it, it's it's kind of like a horror movie where you're kind of seeing somebody else control and you don't know who's out there mm-hmm. and you kind of say the opposite thing of what they're thinking sometimes yeah it's kind of like a scary ass game too i mean there's so much tension in that you know you're just walking on eggshells never knowing where that you know where death is coming from looks great it's got a li- little bit different uh, setup too than like the other ones of that same style game because it's team based too I believe where like you're on a team with a few others in different game modes from a couple of the videos I've watched I've never played it but I've watched a lot of video and it looks like they get put into teams sometimes you know what I'm wondering is um, if this does well and it's already doing well, how long do you think it is between now and the Call of Duty release that inevitably has some sort of online mode that's almost a complete lift of this? You'd think they'd do it, right? Some some big budget has to be already working on it. Yeah, it just seems like a natural fit for a dying franchise to revitalize it. Maybe they're not going to get the 100 people. But I could see Call of Duty trying to pull off a mode like that. I think Call of Duty would have to be get to where they're pretty desperate to try something like that and go away from what they've been doing, though. Like, they still got a huge following. But I see what you're saying. Like, there's got to be some title out there, some company that's eyeing this and wanting to make money off of it. Yeah. I, I just, somebody will do it. One of the big publishers. Or who knows? Maybe they'll pick up this dev and um, bring them into the fold for an absurd amount of money. <laughs> Probably Ubisoft, and then they'll mess it up. I don't know. Ubisoft killed it this year at E3. <laughs> yeah. They have Mario hanging out with rabbits shooting guns. I mean, I don't know. Ubisoft's kind of on top of their game right now. That is my highlight of the show, I think, is that game. Yeah. That it was not at all what I expected that game to be announced as, but it looks awesome. No, I'm a huge like XCOM, Valkyria Chronicles fan, that type of style of strategy, and that's it's gonna be awesome. I just hope that like they don't make it like 50 hours, and it's the same thing over and over. And Dumb it down just... to the point where it's not fun for someone who's seasoned in that style. But... Right, you're just gonna burn out on it. They need it needs to be quick, snappy, and move along. I think. Yeah, I gotta imagine that being Nintendo's involved, at least just with input, that they're gonna make it pretty. If, you know, it'd be amazing if they could actually do like the Nintendo thing where, yeah, the main story was somewhat of a breeze, but then going back in and getting those extra objectives or, you know, whatever. The, if they can layer it like that, man, 
Yeah, that would be a home run. Well, already I think this thing's undoubtedly going to sell, you know, a couple million copies for the people that can actually find a Switch. Yeah, for sure. Plus they have Mario. Yes. And that... that... Mario and his cappy hat. Mario Odyssey, yeah. That mechanic is absolutely bananas. Yeah, I still stand by I don't give a shit about 3D Mario games outside of the Galaxy games, but after seeing that play mechanic, I was like, okay, this is actually still a little too reminiscent of Sonic 06, but I kind of want to play this now. I think it's like the first mechanic in a Mario game that changes what a Mario game is. Well, And they've never really pulled off a power-up system, so to speak, in a 3D Mario game well. I mean, they're mostly just gimmicky, but this gives you a really cool way to grab power-ups and change the way you play the game. Yeah, and it's probably a lot of them are puzzle-like, too, where you need different power-ups to do certain things. Yeah. I just feel like everything, like even like Sunshine, you know, the the water pack gimmick is still a platforming device, whereas right. this could be something different. I um, heard they announced the name of the hat as Cappy, and I quickly came up with the hilarious joke in my head that Cappy from the TV show Greek that apparently nobody remembers would be wearing Cappy, which I found hilarious. And I threw it on Twitter and it landed like a wet fart. But I, I mean, to me, that's comedy gold right there. Cappy on Cappy. I mean, we could bring Nintendo could bring Greek back. This is a perfect cross promotion. Resurrect ABC family. Yep. Mario plus Greek. Yeah. Nailed it. See, I'm still the only one who thinks it's funny. <laughs> so, I did hear you mention that you don't like turning your Xbox on. Yes. So, how do you feel about maybe turning on a $500 Xbox? Mm, I feel like that is not something I need. I think they... Well, let's step back from the price for a minute and just enjoy like the complete stupidity that is now become the naming of microsoft consoles we started off with the xbox one this generation awful now we have the xbox one s and instead of keeping an awesome name like the scorpio they went with xbox one x so if your kid if you're a kid and you've got a lisp and you want this thing for christmas you are fucked like <laughs> grandma's not gonna she's gonna pick up a X. you know how do you i want the xbox one f x what's grandma gonna do like you're gonna get the wrong console <laughs> Yep. It's not good. And then, yeah, the price point, they didn't... What they needed to do to make that impactful was give you exclusive games alongside it that justified it, and they completely failed to do that. Oh, for sure. Crackdown 3, which launches on the same day, am I, is that right, I think, as the Xbox One X? Yeah. I, I just, believe so. It does not look like the game to take on that. I mean, I think it's only 30 frames per second. I mean, it, visually it looks good, but that is not a, God, I have to play this in 4K game. Right. That game had to have been scrapped. I mean, they announced that the same time they announced the Xbox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that thing sat in purgatory for at least two years, I bet. Yeah, we didn't hear about it for quite a while there. I just bought a new Xbox. Made a 
Newegg had a deal for refurbished Xbox One S's for 150 bucks. Oh my god, really? Yeah, so I picked that up. And you think about that, 150 bucks for, you know, the other one that's out right now. The newest one that's out right now. Right. Well, and the S does 4K Blu-rays, right? Yep. So if you're already somebody who's invested in a 4K TV, you've got, like, the video side of it. Yep. And, I mean, they're just plain aren't games that utilize 4K for consoles yet, and they aren't making it seem like that's going to be strongly supported. So, yeah, why would you... For another $350. Yeah. Right. I mean, I will say the design is beautiful. I mean, that's a great-looking Xbox-branded PS2. Fat. I mean, that's what it looks like, but remarkably small. In some ways, I feel bad because, you know, there are probably plenty of people that just outcry that they want a more powerful console but it's one of those things they actually do it and then everybody says they don't want it you know right it's like the atari with the links no it needs to be bigger and then it got so big that nobody cared yeah like now it's too big you release exactly what we asked for and we don't want it <laughs> i think the fact that you're pairing that with a 4k tv purchase which isn't cheaper but not standard and not that inexpensive Plus the five hundred dollar console, I don't know if they can maybe do like some sort of absurd trade in system through like a Best Buy or a GameStop where they're going to get, you know, close to two hundred for your old Xbox system to trade towards the purchase of a Xbox One X. Then maybe, maybe right. this thing can get off the ground. But I mean, what did Sony say? They're selling it's one in every four PlayStation fours is a pro. I mean, I don't see this getting anywhere near that ratio for Microsoft. No. Well, and the thing is, the Pro just it just replaced the same price point as the old PS4 anyway. That's true. What is the Pro at? Three fifty? Three ninety nine. So I mean, you can get a brand new, rate, standard PS4 cheaper than that, but if you were expecting, you know, the price point that it was, it's still three ninety nine, I believe. Yeah. So I think the Pro just uh, came along and just replaced that, and people just ended up buying that just out of habit. That they, that's kind of the model to, to get for that price. <sighs> yeah, it's just such a mess. Mostly just because they have no exclusives. I mean, they went through an E3 without talking about a Halo game, other than Halo Wars 2. I mean, Gears is... Does anyone care about Gears anymore? I mean, that's dead, right? I think 4 was not well received. Yeah, they're just in a hard spot. I, I I mean, I hope that they can make that purchase worth it for some people, but I just... I don't think you're getting the bang for your buck on that deal right now. No, absolutely not. And, you know, it's, it's on the very low end of actually what you need for true 4K gaming, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you really have to do a lot of probably optimization to get it to, to run natively in 4k i think forza is so they've probably done some magic on that but a lot of games like you said are just going to run 30 frames a second or they're going to do an interlace or something like that to 4k have they discussed an optimization program like sony has with the pro i mean do they have something going like that to help people patch games over or is that not even really a thing um yeah, I wonder if they're actually bringing it to older games. Right, because that was like Sony just touted that. Yeah. You know, we're going to roll this out, everything's going to look better and play better in the Pro, but I've not... I don't... Maybe I missed it, but I don't feel like I've heard that from the Microsoft camp on this. 
that that should have been one of the biggest things to come out of E3, and I think it just completely fell off. But I mean, who needs to spend five hundred dollars on a Microsoft console when you can just spend eighty dollars and get yourself one of these new Super Nintendo classics that Nintendo announced this week after E3? Are you sure you're not going to be spending five hundred on that as well? Um, you know, if everything works out, I'll be getting like five to six of these and then just selling them. Um, sure. For five hundred, I'm going to be a wealthy man. I'm probably going to retire. Um, off the money I make off the SNES Classic. It's going to happen. Solid plan. $80, though, for 21 games. Two controllers. That seems pricey. Yeah, it does. That was at 60 with one controller and 40-ish. Is that right? No, 60 games. Yeah, 60 games because it worked out to be two bucks a game. Or no, thir- it was 30 games. 30 games, two bucks a game. That's right. I'm bad at math. Obviously, they they are feeling like they are kind of on top of the world with this thing. So I think they know that they can charge a little bit more for a little bit less. I'm so glad that they're doing this. I'm just so already pissed off at the nightmare it's going to be to get one of these. I hate that they've given the window. It will be in stores only through September. Well, October, really, because it's September 29th through December. So they've already announced that it's going to be limited, which if people weren't already planning on trying to get this to flip it, which they were, I mean, that's even more incentive. And all they've alluded to is that they're going to have much more produced than the Classic, which they had Dick produced for, for the NES Classic. So, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, we're getting 500,000 more of these things. Each Best Buy is going to get six instead of five. I mean, yeah. Exactly. I mean, they'd. I think they'd almost have to quadruple the production in order to actually keep them on the shelves. Right. So, are you going to try and get one? I mean, if I see one, I'll I'll get it. I don't know if I'll go out of my way for one, but I think it's a much better deal, uh-huh. even at eighty dollars. the The games that you're getting in there, there's there's no stinkers in that. Oh come on, Kirby's Dream Course. Who was, uh, like, okay, in my sure. ultimate list of Super Nintendo games, in what world did Kirby's Dream Course make it? Like, that blew my mind. Sure. And I will, I, I still feel like it needs to be brought up that they've picked not the worst Donkey Kong Country game, but why did they not at least include the second one if they weren't going to also do the third? I mean, the second one's a better game all around. That's true. But you are right. Everything is solid. And the RPG people have something to look forward to this time around. Exactly. And you you know, maybe probably the worst game on that whole thing Star is Fox. Star Fox 2. I was going to say Star Fox because I don't think that's held up well. But so yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting though that they are releasing Star Fox 2 on there the first time officially from Nintendo ever. And I don't know if they've actually had to add anything. From from what I've understood, it's been pretty much complete. Yeah, I I heard there was some like um, tweaking that had to be done to make those ROM hacks run. I I have to imagine though that that was pretty much spot on. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm I'm an idiot. I'm gonna stay up till midnight and hope I can snipe one online like I did with the NES Classic, and then I'm gonna take that Friday off and uh, subject myself to. A whole bunch of bullshit trying to get one in a store. Um, 
I actually convinced my wife to also take the day off and go to a different store <laughs> so we can double down. And um, I'm hoping I get one. Here's the thing. Like, I'm so sick of Nintendo doing this stuff with short supply. I'm getting this because I feel like I have to as a freaking sick little Nintendo fanboy. But I, I'm starting to look at these classic consoles with as, with as much resentment as I do Amiibo. Like it, I hate those little fuckers, but I just I keep buying them. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah, for sure. If I think I'm gonna really lose it if they do the uh, 64 classic next year. Like <laughs> at that point, I'm done. Like it's over for me. Ten games for 120 dollars. Right. And they still look like ass. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> we could only come up with ten good games. We made the controller authentically suck just as much as it did in 1997. <laughs> awesome. You guys want to move on to Buy, Rent, Burn, our segment? Yes. Yeah. So Buy, Rent, Burn, um, each of us pick a game, and then we decide of the three games. We've all gone back, revisited, and played uh, which game you would buy, which game you would rent, if you could still do that, and uh, which game you would burn. So... Let's go through the list real quick. I picked um, Dig Dug 2 for the NES. Um, Andy? I picked Shadow Blasters for Sega Genesis. I picked Excite Bike from the NES. Okay. Great, great picks. Um, we've all had a chance to play those within the last week, I, I assume. Everybody's gotten through them. Yep. Yep. Um, Justin, you want to kick it off? Go through your pick, why you picked it, and then, I guess, what you thought of ours. On this, I guess the game that I would buy would have to be the one I picked, Excite Bike. I'm just going back, playing through it again. It's so much fun, you can just pick it up and play it. You don't have much time, play it for a little bit, otherwise, go through the entire thing, create a track, or whatnot. Uh, the game I'd rent... I actually had this game confused with a different one, but would be Dig Dug 2. Uh, just the game behind it, I guess. Being able to build the different courses and try to trap them. It's kind of fun. Um, the game I would burn, and I probably will never ever play again, <laughs> Shadow Blasters. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the shooting, side-scrolling type game like that. And that game was actually really frustrating with some of the mobs that would attack you from behind and would float in at stupid angles and sewers. <laughs> that game was just frustrating. I would burn that. Yeah, you had like, there were definitely points in that game where you had no choice but to take damage. Yep. Which is not super fun. And if you could angle shot instead of just straight up and down, but again, I emulated it, so I was using an Xbox controller, so, a 360 controller, so the D-pad is garbage, but I couldn't imagine the D-pad would be any better. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Ryan? What... Um, yeah, so, I guess my pick, Dig Dug 2, um, kind of an underrated game, I think, it's still like a $5 game on the NES. I had a neighbor who owned it, I loved playing it, I kind of like the fact that they changed up the gameplay a little bit, so you had some strategy to getting more points and destroying the island. Um, or you can just shoot guys like you did in the original game, uh, but it's a lot less points. Um, kind of in playing with that, I was talking with Justin too, and I pointed out, and I don't think he knows, 
knows, and I don't know if you did either, Andy, when you were playing it, but <clears throat> when you die uh, from the start menu, if you hold up and then start, it'll actually reset you back from the last level you completed or got to, so you don't like have to restart and go back to you know level 20 or whatever it was. Um, so I, I had some fun playing that. Um, listing them, though, I, I guess I'd have to go with Justin on buy for Excitebike. Um, I did a list on my YouTube channel a couple years back of my top 10 NES games, and Excitebike is up there for me. It was in the list. It's just such a great game to pick up and play. Um, that theme song, super catchy. Um, the track editor as a kid, you know, you just... You'd build the track with that stupid single jump that was like giant, like with the bridge. You just make 800 of those in a row every time. Um, but I don't know, just so many good memories there. And going back and playing it again now, you know, you pop it in like 30, 30 minutes, you're done with it. But it's still fun. You always want to come back to it. Um, so buy for me easily. Rent. I would rent Dig Dug too. Um, I ate. I think it's a lot of fun, but it, it, I don't think it trumps Excite Bike for me. And um, Burn with a Vengeance, I would go with Shadow Blasters. I I did not care for that game. I got super frustrated, like Justin mentioned, with just the character or the enemy patterns were ridiculous. It's one of those games where stuff spawns in behind you and endlessly runs at you. Like 50% of the crap you step on falls away, so if you're not constantly jumping and avoiding... Um, I don't know. I will say it was a very Genesis game. When I think Genesis, especially the first couple of years of the Genesis, it very much felt like an arcade type game. Um, you know, action platformer. And the art style was good. It was interesting that you had four characters and they, there was permadeath. So once you ran through those four characters with different attack patterns and stuff, um, they were gone. But uh, I did not enjoy the frustration that that game caused me. Um, <laughs> My apologies, Andy. <laughs> How about you? What was your list? No, I mean, I'm bringing I'm bringing interesting games, not necessarily good games, right? Are interesting or shitty? But yes, oh. you, brought, <laughs> you brought. Okay, so here's my case on Shadow Blasters. Okay, controls suck for sure. the The speed of it sucks. The enemy patterns suck. But the actual systems that they have in that game are pretty crazy. So I don't know if you guys figured out, like, the little pickups that you get, the white ones, the red ones, the blue ones, and all that. Sure. So the white ones, if you pick up the white ones, they add to your power meter. And your power meter, if you hold down the A button, you charge up your power meter, and then it does a huge blast. Yeah, I did notice that. So the more white ones that you get, the less time you have to charge it up. And eventually, if you fill that whole bar up, it's just the the huge blast like every time you press a huh um and then the blue ones and the red ones they increase your jump speed or your jump range and then the other one is your speed so it's it's kind of like some pseudo rpg mechanics in this kind of like i i I guess i wouldn't call it run and gun it's it's a platformer but it's not it's not on the level of what a mega man is or a Contra or anything like that. But it definitely has some cool mechanics like that. And like you said, the four different characters with permadeath, you can switch out as you go. So like if if one guy's full in his power, you can just switch out and immediately 
turns into the other guy in game and you can yep and you can boost up the other guy's power right there too ah i missed that. i didn't know that yeah so there's a lot of stuff going on in the back end of that where it's just but yeah the gameplay itself is not great <laughs> i don't know if you guys did you guys play the future level i played the top three and at that point i lost it i played the two yeah the f- future level is metroid they i feel like they just took up like took assets straight from metroid <laughs> nice. you get to the end it's a brain in pretty much a jar that you're shooting i've never seen that in a game before yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. I might have to go back and check that out if I could force myself to do it. <laughs> for me, the list probably goes. I'm going to say Dig Dog 2 for my buy. I really like that game, actually. I, I haven't put a lot of time into it in the past, so yeah. this was like the first time that I really put some time into it. That's good, because um, I, I threw it on the list knowing that you despised it, so I'm glad that I changed you changed your mind Yep. I mean, the frustrating part is like, I wasn't always clear on which side of uh, the island that was going to fall away. So what it, what you do is you kind of create different faults in this island that break away, and hopefully you get some enemies yeah. that fall into the ocean. And it's always like the smaller brick, or it's the smaller chunk of land that'll always fall from the land mass. Sure. And it and that's probably like one of those things that I'm not keeping track of immediately. Yeah. Um, they do give you a second to jump to either side, I guess. So yeah. it's not a huge deal. Yeah, and I, I do like when you die, you come back and it's the same thing. So it's like you leave off you where exactly where you were. Right. Yep, exactly. And it's almost more like a puzzle game because once you figure out what you need to do in each level, you just go do it. You can definitely get pretty far by doing that. There's not a whole lot of randomness if you can pull off exactly what you need to do right away. I'm sure farther down, deeper the levels you get, I'm sure there's uh, a lot more like enemy management that you have to do, kind of run around, and a lot more randomness in it at that point. But from what I could tell, there's it's pretty predictable once you figure it out. Yeah. My rent would probably be Excite Bike. That's only because in 2017. It doesn't take up too much of my time, I would say. For how how fast you can go through the courses, it gets pretty quick, and you, you got the gist of it. Definitely toward the end, there's a lot more uh, mastering of the hills, so there's a lot lot of time that you could put into mastering that, but I, I just didn't have the patience for it now. Well, and the enemy AI in those last couple of levels is just incredibly cheap. I feel like too, which yeah. I mean, it would take some patience to get through that. And can one of you explain to me? So you have that that bridge-looking thing, mm-hmm. but sometimes there's not something on the other end that's holding it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the physics of that bridge? Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> we solved it all these years. Everything's built in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is the one structure that I've, after all these years, still not figured out how to, like, ride. I, I don't get how to best progress over that thing. Yep. Plus, the when you're riding the heat, the temperature, even in a safe zone where it's, like, really beeping at you, that gets annoying after a while, too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, 
And then obviously for my burn, the Shadow Blasters, the one game that I brought. Really cool mechanics in it, but they obviously didn't pull it off. I mean, it's it's made by a company called Sage's Creation. So I'm not even sure where that comes from. I don't know how many games. I, I, I know they make Never a couple other games on it, but it's only strictly on the Genesis, I believe, they've been. so. Well, at least it's unanimous. Shadow Blasters is the flaming turd of this this week's by rent a burn yep i do i do take it back i am gonna go back and try it now that i know the power-ups yeah now that you've explained it and the metroid thing i think i'm gonna go back and try it i'm still gonna firmly keep it where it is on this list for me but the best way to do it like i finished it today with using some cheats because the the enemies are really cheap for sure and it, it gets worse as you go. So if you want to see some of the stuff in the game, <laughs> you might need to turn some of that, some save states on. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. So yeah, I mean, I think uh, Byron Byrne, we're going to continue. This will be an ongoing segment of the podcast, past episode one. Um, obviously, the podcast, I think we can all agree, we're looking to get engagement from the community. Um, so this might be something where if people have suggestions, um, for games to throw into the Byron burn segment, um, definitely send them to us. Uh, uh we have an email weekend rental podcast at gmail.com. Um, we are going to be looking to hopefully add like mail, the mailbag section, get questions, topics, discussions, um, from everyone. Um, so if you have an email weekend rental podcast at gmail.com, um, and then as far as social media, yeah, it's a uh, Weekend Rental PC. Um, I suppose you should be able to search it, Weekend Rental Podcast, and it should bring it up by the name, too, I suppose, through Twitter. And then Facebook, it should be the Weekend Rental Podcast. It'll be a group or a page that you can like, I guess. Yes. So we're there. We're on all the medias. And you can find us on at weekendpodcast.com and also submit your list of what you would pick for your buy, rent, burn of these three games that we just picked. I like it. Yes, that would be I would be curious to see some feedback on that. All right. I think that is an episode would you all agree? Episode 1 yes. in the books. We did it. Yes. Well, thank you everyone for listening um and uh remember be kind, rewind. <laughs>